We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm no longer on vacation, so the microphone should sound better. I'm not in a car. to you. They didn't sound that bad, to be honest. I don't they know, like, okay. what... I don't know the sticklers of our okay. of our listeners, but if they've they've listened this entire time, that it really sounded, you know, the That's norm. so good to hear. Um, I... <laughs> wanted to tell a story that you told me to tell before i forget to tell it yeah because i haven't even told you i just tweeted about it yeah because uh -huh. it was so you kind bizarre. of wasted that story on a tweet no offense it was so bizarre josh and i yeah. were staying at this hotel in seattle and we were leaving the hotel it's this old hotel i'd never heard of it we got it on hotel tonight this is not an ad but apparently, like when be, we, though. but when we told it could be. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not saying to the listener it could. Be. Oh like, yeah, we're tricking you. Like, like hello, hotel, hotel tonight. It could be an ad. But you know, it's one of those things where we talked. Where you know, his uncle was like, "Oh, where are you staying?" And we're like, "Oh, this play, like, uh, hotel Sorrento." And he was like, "Oh, that's an old hotel. That's a cool hotel. It's like been there forever." We didn't know. It was just cheap on hotel tonight. We tell his dad we're at hotels. Oh, that's that's such a cool that old that restaurant is like famous. That's in the basement of the ho of that hotel whatever so this is this history has been said to us multiple times we're exiting this hotel and there is a car and someone's getting out of it and he's just like kind of standing and stretching and he just got out of the car and i like stopped and looked at him because i thought he was wearing like very very comfortable looking clothes he had on a very nice oversized sweater like flowy like billowy pants they looked like they were linen but honestly who knows they were some sort of blend maybe a linen blend and mm -hmm. then he had on these sandals 
And that was actually the first thing I saw, the sandals. They were sort of slides. I don't think they had heels. They were just slides. And they were like a knit slide. And I thought, ooh, I would love a pair of sandals like that. And then I looked up and realized it was Jeff Bridges. (laughs) And then we walked by and we just walked by him. Josh and his dad didn't notice anything. We got to the sidewalk and... I was making a face and Josh was like, what's happening? What are you looking at? What is, what is this? And I was just like, look back there. And then Josh looked and then he like stared for a few seconds, like many seconds. Stop it. The cats are fighting. Stop it. Not during the story. Not during my story. They're really disrespectful of you. In this Not story. during my story. So Josh looks at them and he's like, he takes a second and then he turned back and his eyes were like bulging. And he was like, oh my God, is that Jeff Bridges? And I was like, yeah. And his dad is like, Jeff Bridges? That's Jeff Bridges? And he was like, people tell me I look like Jeff Bridges. I could be his doppelganger. Should I go tell him that? And I was like, oh, my God. And he, like, went up to him, and I thought he was going to say something, but he didn't. He just, like, got very close and started gawking. And then he came back, and he was like, should I ask for a picture? And we were like, I mean, like, uh, uh." I'm not going to tell him what to do, but he didn't. My parents. (laughs) He was, it was just funny because it was like the one celebrity, one of a handful of celebrities that his dad would have been interested in seeing. And he just happened right. to be right there. Jeff it Bridges. It like was a total crowd pleaser for the yes, people you were everyone with. Loved As opposed it. to if you've seen like, you know, Michelle Williams, the other one. The other one. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't Michelle know. Williams. Even when you're saying the other one, I don't know which one you're pre- referring well, to. Well, you're like, that's Michelle Williams. And then Josh and that are like, which one? And Or like, who? And you're like, the one of, like, Michelle Williams. Which one, <laughs> which one do you want it to be? <laughs> it's really funny that even the other Michelle Williams, neither of them is really all that far apart in terms of, like, level of celebrity. Really, like, when you think about it. So no. it's like the other one could be anyone. Mm. What do you mean? They are very far apart in terms of celebrity. For this podcast purposes, I think no. I think for this podcast purposes specifically, it's confusing when you say the other one. Oh, I mean, for this podcast, we could be bringing up either with ease. (laughs) Yes, that's what I mean. But if you said Michelle Williams to someone, depending on the context, it would most likely be the the blonde one. The blonde one, yes. The former girlfriend of Heath Ledger, yes. Yikes, do not... How dare you categorize the her? The star in such a... of Fosse Verdon. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank Is that you. better? Is that better? Have you seen the clip where um, no. she... No. But he... go on. <laughs> Fosse Verdon was one of those shows every time someone would be like, it's actually really good. I was like, I don't care what you tell me about Fosse Verdon. I, I will know. never watch Fosse Verdon. I watched one episode and I was like, oh. <laughs> And I never watch it again. But like people kept being exactly... like, this set design's really good. It's like that's what you want me to watch Fosse Verdon for? The set design? I saw them some tweet that was like, everything in every set is like meticulously chosen. And I was like, I don't care. What is this yeah. show? Who is who is Verdon? You can't <laughs> stop. That's, that's Michelle Williams. I know, but I barely knew who Fosse well, was. Well, you would know let if you watched the Verd- show, Verdon. but I guess you're not going to watch it, so you'll never know. That's fine. Anyway, go on. What is this clip? Oh, no. It's not even worth discussing if you haven't seen it. Is it Michelle it. Williams like, getting frazzled over something? Because I feel like that's a pretty memed, common Michelle but it's Williams. like Michelle Williams receiving a slap as as Vernon, and it's like a very dramatic, like, it's just, it's it's whatever. Look it up. Look it up. Fosse Verdon slap. Don't no, don't look it up now. I meant like in tempers general. Tempers are flaring. It just says <laughs> tempers are flaring. 
Do you know? I could have said no when Hal wanted you for damn Yankees. I'm sorry, and this is what no Michelle Williams is doing in Fosse Burden? Yeah, she's Red. doing her Marilyn Monroe thing, but like up times a, a million. failed, bald dancer. <laughs> a wannabe Fred Astaire. But I picked you up on my back. Wait, is this the clip, or are you just watching This is clip? not. There's no slap. Speaking of slap, I'd rather watch the slap than Fosse Verdon. Oh, the slap ruled. That's not even like <laughs> a, that's not slap. even like a thing to say. It's like I would watch the slap over many TV shows. Michelle Williams is doing that thing where her neck muscles are tense the entire time. She's delivering a line. Well, she's also doing like that accent of like old timey, that, that mid Atlantic like, thing. Setting, yeah. I mean, I guess. Wait, speaking of Fosse Vernon, are you gonna watch? Um, are you gonna are you gonna watch Reese Witherspoon as Judy Garland? Because you know it's gonna be like the same performance. R- Renee Zellweger. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Yes, I am. Though, yes, I am. Would I say Reese Witherspoon? You oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Liza Minnelli would firebomb the set if Reese Witherspoon <laughs> were Judy Garland. No, it's sorry. It's Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. The trailers make it look like it could be really, really good or like it should be airing on Lifetime. It does. You can't tell. It's like the thinnest line. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be airing on Lifetime. Yikes! Okay, 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 okay. okay. But will 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 Renee win an Oscar? Maybe I don't think it matters. That doesn't matter in that situation. It might not. It you might know? not. We forget uh, Michelle Williams' very subtle performance as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> that got an Oscar nomination. I know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Very subtle. Although, how can you really do a Marilyn Monroe? She didn't do it subtly. That was what was so... She, like, did... uh, Whatever. I mean... That's what I'm saying. You can't really do a subtle Marilyn Monroe. So it's really not her fault, I guess. No, you can't do a subtle Marilyn Monroe. Or else you're just not doing anything. As far as I know, you can't do a subtle Verdon. So... (laughs) Apparently, she's she's pulling from the same origin. This is uh, Who's There, the weekly call-in show where we answer your questions, comments, concerns. You call 619-WHO-THEM. You leave messages. We listen to all of them. It's taking so long these days. Oh, my God. There are so many calls. Um, but then but we, we play some of them. we listen to all of them. Yeah, we play. And boy, are there some oh, calls this my week. my goodness. Here's one. Here we go. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, medium time, medium time. So I just listened to the episode where you guys were talking about yesterday. And apparently, because you said something about the filmmakers, like, obviously being big Ed Sheeran fans, but apparently they actually wanted Chris Martin from Coldplay. Like, Danny Boyle has said that Ed Sheeran was not their first choice, but Chris Martin didn't want to do it, so they had to move on to Ed Sheeran, which is very funny that he still did it. Uh, but yeah, me and Grace, bye. We specifically said, we believe Richard Curtis, that makes sense that Richard Curtis would be a big fan of Ed Sheeran, which it still does, but Chris Martin said no. That's hilarious. Chris Martin said no. I wonder like what Chris Martin was like, you can use my music. And then they were like, no, we want you to be in the movie and like act. And Chris Martin's like, why would I do that? <laughs> Smartly. Why would he do that? Why would anyone do that? Apparently Ed knew. I'm, I was reading this story about it. And Ed knew that they had asked Chris Martin first and he said no. And so when Richard Curtis asked Ed, he was like, you'd be so good for this. You're our first choice. We can't think of anyone else. And Ed Sheeran says, wait, but you already asked Chris Martin. (laughs) He tried to lie and it didn't work. So that's fun. I guess Ed Sheeran is is fine. 
But then Insurance was like, whatever, I don't give a shit, I'll do it. Like, I don't <laughs> you'll pay care. Me, you'll pay me how much? I'll get how much screen time? But it does make more sense that like Chris Martin would be like the number one, like Coldplay would be the number one. Yes. Because it... They were, they are. And that is a line in the movie. It's in the trailer, I think, where she's like, he sings yesterday for the first time. And they're like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Is that a Coldplay song? And he's like, how do you not know who John Paul Paul McCartney is? He's the greatest songwriter of all time. And then the woman goes, what are you talking about? It's not Coldplay. It doesn't fix you. No, they do not say fix you. Yeah, but as a joke, but I I guess, whatever. No, it's great. Come on, newsroom. Fix you. Newsroom. probably the most iconic uh, cinematic pop song ever produced. Oh, absolutely. Not just Newsroom, but, you know. Anything. Anything. If you, we, when what I worked at Vulture, at so many things. It's been in every single TV and movie. Like, you go to its Wikipedia, and it's like the list of things it's been in is psychotic. We used to have this joke at um, Vulture when I worked there, which you would get fix you rolled, which is like Rick rolled. It used to be. Remember when Rick rolled was cool? Oh, I love Rick Just give me a second. But you would get you would get fix you rolled, where you would find ways to you would find ways to send each other the link to fix you. So it'd be like, oh hey, like um, can you actually post this thing pretty quickly? And then you'd like link somebody a link that looked like something else, but it would be to fix you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and this went on for like years. It's very funny actually at the time. I don't know if anyone else is finding it funny. The OC without a trace, cold case, yeah. brothers and sisters, World yeah. Trade Center, Yumi yeah. and Dupree, yeah. Scrubs, the newsroom, cold case, packed to the Raptors, another episode of brothers and sisters. Um, I'm telling you, every- <laughs> never mind the buzzcocks. Fix You might have been like the number one song used in TV for that year. I mean, I cannot think of another song. In the movie Yesterday, a character says the Beatles song Yesterday isn't quite as good as Coldplay's Fix You. What a fun sentence for a Wikipedia. It's also just, I mean, I haven't seen Yesterday, but I probably will eventually. Gotta, it's a great line. It's a great line. You That's gotta. hilarious to me. Um, Remember, speaking of uh, Fix You rolling, remember when I had new shoes roll you? Have you ever talked about that on the podcast? Oh, yeah. But how, What's his name? Pablo long- Nutini? When did we do that in our lives? Like before the podcast. Paolo Nutini. I think 2012 sounds right. 2011. And And that's another song that is iconic for its um, movie usage. Well, the only movie I can think of it being in is the the, opening credits for any rom-com. No, the only (laughs) opening credits it's in, Lindsay. You're just, the Jane Austen book club is so good that you're misremembering. The only opening credits are... The Jane Austen Book Club. Hey, I put some new shoes on. But what's the other song that's always used in rom-coms that you love? There is another one. Like, I feel like there are a few songs that when you, you've you mentioned, like, oh, this is just, like, a song that's used in, in many, many rom-coms. New Shoes is not it. It's a different song. The one that's, like, the... You got me begging you for mercy. That one? Duffy. It, that's more trailers, though. Mercy. <laughs> that it's just, one? It's just great when you hear a song and you're like, God, when will this be used in its first, like, trailer? And it's oh, like, yeah. a woman at a young woman looking for love. And it's like, <laughs> you got me begging you for mercy. I finally watched the trailer for that fucking movie. Um, Leslie runs a marathon. Uh, what? Br- Brittany, Brittany, Brittany runs a marathon. Have you seen this? I never saw With it. With Jillian no. Bell, that's her name. No, I haven't seen it. And it's about, it's about it's a girl true running a marathon. Story and she runs marathon. And she's like, I need to get my life into order. And so she decides Same. that she's going to run a marathon. And it's the New York City Marathon. Yeah. And the trailer, and halfway through the trailer, I watched this yesterday. Halfway through the trailer, had I been drinking something, I would have spit it out. What happened? The BB Rexa song. Last hurrah. The one that's like, this is my last hurrah. No, last like the song, song that's like just came out? Yes. On the trailer for 
whatever. Brittany runs marathon. Brittany runs. I'm telling you, it's just. You know what they should have used for Brittany Runs a Marathon? New shoes. Hey, I got some <laughs> new shoes. <laughs> hey. God. Hey. I just Googled Paolo Nutini to see what he's up to. And What's folks, he, up to? he is up to something. What is it? He performed at the Transmit Festival in, um, yeah, that's a big in, one. in Glasgow. Oh. Like yeah, last week one. or a couple days ago. He donated 10,000 pounds to a mental health charity. Oh, my God. Um, blah, blah, blah. But he walked on stage wearing a Chewbacca mask. Okay. And it's Louis Capaldi's Chewbacca mask. It was bought by Paolo Nutini. And he sure. bought the mask as a, a charitable thing. It was like a, a, an auction. So Amazing. he has this huge... So it's Paolo Nutini, and he's got a new mask on. Incredible. Hey. <laughs> Louis Capaldi is someone else who people call about a lot, but we never talk yeah, about. Yeah, we never Maybe talk about one day. Him. Maybe one day. Jabrat and Lisa Ray are biological sisters. Crunch, crunch. Oops. No, I mean, I was very close to having this information, but just didn't quite get to the right, like, clicky click. Like, I just, <laughs> I didn't, like, get there. You know, sometimes when you're like... <laughs> Didn't get to the like, right click, click. I didn't get, Boom. we didn't get like there enough for me to see it. But yeah, they share a father who actually has like a crazy kind of dark story around him in which he was murdered by his ex-girlfriend. What? You, you didn't know this because you didn't even know no. they were related. Um, yeah. So Lisa Ray and the, the Bratter sisters, which is funny because I was kind of like, they asked DeBrat about Lisa Ray because they're friends. It's like, no, they're <laughs> fucking sisters. Like, that's why they asked them about. I don't know why. Oh, like, my whatever. God. So uh, their father, David McCoy, was a, a like he lived in Chicago. He's a Chicago businessman and he owned like a bunch of hotels and nightclubs and whatever and he lent a lot of money out for people who want to start their businesses like kind of a thing and he was murdered in 1988 um by his uh girlfriend and her brother which oh is my so god upsetting so um where is it mm. His 32-year-old living girlfriend of 10 years, Sheila, and then her 20-year-old brother, Tyrone, were convicted of McCoy's murder in 1990. And so she's in jail. He got an 80-year sentence and he got a 60-year sentence. And the motives were he they found out he was going to cut the her out of his will. That's like obviously just a report, but that's supposedly what happened. There's going to be plenty of that in this episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awful. Um, I know. So whatever. Just... It, very interesting so there's like not even a little bit to that story there's way more to that story of them being of them being sisters next call hi first time long time i'm calling from australia and i do not have an australian accent because i am from the u.s like terry Irwin, bindi Irwin's mom she is from oregon and in the 90s went to australia and met steve Irwin. Bindi is a U.S. citizen as well, and hence why she was on the U.S. Dancing with the Stars. And the Irwin family is a much bigger deal in the U.S. than they are in Australia. So they're like Australian royalty for U.S. people, but the Australians aren't really, they don't really find them a big deal as we do in America. Um, I should know that because I find that when I went to the zoo, it wasn't um, very exciting for many Australians, but there's tons of American tourists. So Bindi Irwin is also a U.S. citizen, and her accent does not sound, uh, or her mom's accent does not sound like an Australian accent, which Bobby tried to do but did not do very well. All right, thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. 
So many people called in and were like, Bobby, love your Australian accent, but actually you did not need to do it that time because <laughs> Terry Irwin is not Australian. Wow, which so, I many love people, because... so many people love my Australian accent. Wow. Yeah, it's so funny how people called in like, please, Bobby, stop doing the Australian accent. <laughs> um, you do not need to be doing that. So I found that very inspiring. Also, I found it really sweet that they met the same way that um, that the younger uh, Irwin met her wakeboarder husband. Yeah, it's nice. It's poetry. It's poetry. And also that that bit, I heard that a few times in calls that they're not as famous in Australia is so news to me. Mm-hmm. You guys oh, appreciate I thought, your queen of animals, Bindi Irwin? I thought for certain that she was, you know, practically Meghan Markle over there. Yeah. We were not joking about that. It's just because of people. It's all because of people. People.com. Yeah. They've convinced us. They brainwashed us. Or it's me and crazy. You. Like we think that Bindi Irwin is over in Australia, just like fucking running the parade every day. I don't know what the parade is. I just assume there's a parade. Also, somebody did get mad at me when they called. And they were like, "How dare you say that Australia is paradise?" I'm like in my car on the way to work. I was like, "I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me have my fantasies. I'll <laughs> never get to Australia." The top of this ad copy says "Aura," pronounced "Aura," but what it should say is "Aura," pronounced like Rita, because it is. It's Rita Aura, but this is just we're aura, quite A-U-R-A. familiar how to pronounce "Aura." <laughs> Let yeah, me tell please. you that. And the other thing we're quite familiar with is giving good gifts, because we've both been giving Aura frames to various family members for as long as we've been doing this. And let's just say <laughs> they never flop. As long as we've been doing the ads, it's true They've though. Never. Because Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital frames allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos with the Aura app. And if you're giving Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. I love that. I haven't done that, but I would do that next time. That's a really good idea. I haven't done that either. I like, I'm more like sending people connecting to their frame and then just sending photos randomly so they get a little surprise of a fun little photo that's in their frame. Aura has a great deal for Father's Day right now. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. This deal ends June 18th, so don't wait. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, Medium time, medium time. Um, I had to pause the episode uh, because you were talking about the likely plea deal uh, of Lori Laughlin. Um, I am a prosecutor, uh, and I prosecute white-collar crimes. Not these. I am not the prosecutor on this case. But um, what probably happened is one of two things. Um, number one, uh, she hated her initial plea deal. Maybe they were offering her, you know, double the jail time of Felicity Huffman, and she didn't think that was fair, even though, you know, her culpability seems like it might have been a little more. Um, so she had her lawyers go in there and negotiate down, or maybe they filed some motions and lost those motions. Um, and, you know, that didn't go her way, so now she's looking to plead. Or like you said, she might have just had the fear of God put in her. She might have thought that, like, all of these celebrities were going to put up a united front and now suddenly all of these dominoes are falling and everybody's pleading so maybe she's like well you know what if felicity huffman's going to jail i'm going to jail she she has william h macy i don't even have jesse katsopoulos anymore so uh just my thoughts on the issue uh it could be something entirely different but in my experience in a multi-defending case like this it usually has something to do with you know, the bulk of the other defendants pleading and, you know, the one standout, like, we were going to do this together, right, guys? 
right? Oh, oh, we're not? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, and it's a little different here because, you know, lots of that Hallmark movie money, but just a thought. Uh, as to why she still lives in that attic, uh, despite having 90s TV host money, I can't speak to. That has never made sense to me. It didn't make sense to me when I was eight years old and watching Full House. Um, all right. Thanks. Good form, Bella Thorne. I love a lawyer has to address every issue. <laughs> Such a lawyer thing. I love when a lawyer says, multi-defendant case. I feel like I just like put on a suit and went, Your Honor, this multi-defendant case, and then nothing You just learned like <laughs> a new word to use when you pretend like you're a lawyer. Uh, thank you so much. That's amazing. It proves that Bobby and I are lawyers because we kind of knew why, what was going on. I love the idea that Lori was like, all of the, the everyone else is going to say not guilty, right? We're all not guilty. We This isn't a crime. And everyone's like, it's a crime. It's a crime. It's a crime. It's a crime. We knew it was a crime when we did it. We knew it was a crime. <laughs> Felicity's in the middle of signing a piece of paper that just says it was a crime. Felicity calls like Lori on like a super protected line. Like maybe it's like two walkie talkies that are then burned after use or something. And it's like, Lori, Felicity's like, Lori, honey, it's a crime. And Lori's like, what? <laughs> she hangs up the phone and it goes, da, 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 da. <laughs> you're trying to do that music again that I couldn't find. <laughs> I'm going to add it today. I couldn't find it. So best of luck. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. I need to know who this, like, gay country singer is who's always wearing a mask with, like, a fringy veil. Um, so, yes, any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> what are you when laughing I, at? No, I just, I laughed so hard when I first heard this call that, like, I wasn't, I had no idea who Orville Peck was, but I, I laughed so hard at the call that I immediately downloaded it and put it into the folder because I was like, we're going to talk about this person just because of, he wears a mask with a fringy veil, and then I Googled <laughs> him, and all it is is photos of him wearing masks with fringy veils. I love this guy. Yeah. I also, like, had heard of him like in my peripherals, like, oh, maybe, but never actually listened. And then I thank you I've for this never call listened, because yeah. I really like it. And you know what I got to say? I like it too. I didn't listen to him before. It must have been very noisy. Signals were getting crossed because I heard of this guy, but I think something got messed up to the point where I just thought he was on the masked singer or something. Like I didn't, <laughs> I don't no, know what didn't. I thought, but I didn't think that he was someone serious. I, I maybe thought it was like a gimmick of a different singer who yeah. was doing like a Diplo a Chris impression. Yeah, like, or not really a country singer. Like, I guess if you were like, oh, this guy's doing like a country thing, I'd be like, I want to listen to real country, which is insane. But like, <laughs> I would more be, I would more just like, I would steer away from this unless somebody no, sat right. me down and was like, you would love this gay masked country singer. And it's like, duh, I would love <laughs> a gay masked country singer. So he is... um we don't know his real name, but he goes by Orville Peck. That is not his real name. He was profiled by a lot of people like early summer, late spring, like May, June. And he has a few songs. Now there's like, we've reached the point where it's like... Um, who's, who's the butter? His nasty name just keeps reminding me of um, the butter guy who named Orville. Well, he's a popcorn guy. He's popcorn guy. I just love that his name is a mix of, of tropes. It's like Orville, which sounds like vaguely country. And then Peck, like Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, like, very Hollywood. Very Hollywood Old, glamour. Like I mean, early, like mid-century. 
in the comments of his film. I mean, I, I noticed this immediately, but I said this to Bobby, but somebody wrote in the comments that he is the male respect, the male reaction back to Lana Del Rey's mm-hmm. music. And mm-hmm. that is like so spot on. Absolutely. He is Lana. He's Lana. He's got an Elvis tone. He he kind of he I think he would say his influences are like George Strait, like like old, like glamorous, deep throated. I think <laughs> he would say I think he would say, wow, 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 a slur <laughs> like low, slow country, you know? He mentions he mentions Willie Nelson in this quote, but I think there's something to like the Willie Nelson Merle Haggard that Merle sort of Haggard, thing to Merle it. Merle Haggard, no, totally Merle Haggard. Yes, I'm gonna play some music here just so you can figure it out. So now that we've listened to some of the music, I just think even music aside, you can get that he's talented. That's cool. I just love the sort of pop branding that he's doing because he immediately has a very well-defined and unique aesthetic like everything is so well designed which is also very lana and the gimmick is fun how often do country stars have gimmicks i mean kind of often i feel like country stars have no but like uh in terms of like a like gaga costumey gimmicks well, it's weird. It's like he's like Joanne, but all the time. And that's kind of what I think is throwing me off about him. Not yeah. in a bad way, but just in like a, like is like this is not a gimmick. This is actually like the kind of music that he makes. But it feels like when Cher comes out in a, in a, in a cowboy costume, just because it is glamorous, it is kind gay. of flashy, it is gay. It like, that's it's what. explicitly gay. Yeah. Right. And that's what kind of like makes me quickly be like what but it's not but that is my own like bias that's our own like history with this so like Mm -hmm. i love this i mean that's how i interpreted it the quote that you put in here that is extremely Marin morris shade where he says for me i think what i find missing in country music today is that it doesn't feel very country anymore it just feels like people singing pop music with a texan accent which is joanne which is Marin morris and he kind of actually he's going off of Casey Musgraves, by the way. He he basically says that he loves Casey, Casey's but then he fully kind of, country though. Compared to yeah, Marin, Casey is like no. Well, compared to Marin, Dolly but like Parton. New, newer Casey kind of strays into different vibes. If anything, she strays into like alt country. You know, like she's kind of yeah. going like more like rock almost. Mm-hmm. But he does, yeah. He's he's kind of just like uh, what I'm trying to do is like actually have country have songs that sound like country music. Mm-hmm. You know, and also the other thing when he talks is it's very clear that he's extremely Canadian. He's Canadian, he's Canadian <laughs> as hell. Which I love. You're like, we can't hide that. It's like a very whopper of a Canadian accent, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll be in a Old Town Road collaboration? Oh, I wonder if, like, <laughs> I don't think so. But I wonder if, like, he is benefiting from that in some way. I think so. I think, mus- I think music in general is benefiting from Old Town Road. I agree. I agree. There's something about me that thinks like if he got like if unmasked or people knew who he was, it just wouldn't matter. And he would continue doing what he's doing with the wig. I mean, Lindsay, he says, I don't feel like I'm hiding behind a mask at all. It's actually quite the opposite. Right. The mask and all of that has allowed me to be a lot more exposed. That's what I think. Damn. I think Deep. if you're going to put a mask on yourself, people are going to want to unmask you. If you had no mask on, no, there's nothing to do. So I think he's set him, setting himself up for you know intrigue and excitement mm-hmm. and it is a little bit of a gimmick and whatever like lean into it and mostly his music his music is really good yeah, so, so that's all that great. matters next call hi who is damien hurley 
Okay, bye. Hi. Hi. Uh, my favorite kind of call, the one that could just be Googled. It's the most, uh, we say this all the time, but it's the most complimentary call, I feel. Yeah, because it's like, I don't really want to Google. I just want you guys to talk about it. Like, if I could, I know I can Google. It feels so sweet to get a call it's like nice. that. Who it's is nice. It's nice because, like, I also could Google and I will. Imagine if you had to Google, if you had to Google by phone. Like if this oh. were the old, like if you had to go like call librarian, you know, where it's like, yeah, I we need might. to know. That's where we're heading. What's the capital of Montana? I don't have a map. So you call the library and the right. researcher answers you. Well, we're, that's, that's what, we, what are. we are. Yeah, that's what we I are in the future it. too. But we have no the an- none of the answers. So we also. Yeah, when the internet, internet is down. Yeah. When the internet is down, then you, I don't know, you're going to. For all a, of eternity. <laughs> send, a, send a letter to Who Weekly. Oh, that'd be incredible. Like a P.O. Box, but it'd be yes. like the new version of P.O. Box, which is just like. <laughs> We have to hire somehow. We get a pigeon or something. We do give a general area and then we'll be back to the Pony Express. Damien Hurley. Who is Damien Hurley? Quickly, he is Elizabeth Hurley's son. Little less quickly, he's Elizabeth Hurley's son with this guy, Steve Bing. Little less quickly, he's (laughs) the grandson of a really, 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 really rich person named Peter Bing. Steve Bing's father. And Peter Bing is this super rich guy who made his money in medicine. He's like a doctor. And I don't know how he made like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, but he did. He's extremely rich. And Stephen Bing is also extremely rich, who is the father. He is in the news right now because he just won a lawsuit. Damien did. Damien did. In which he wanted to get a piece of the grandfather's fortune because the grandfather was like, uh, 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 you're not getting any inheritance because you were born out of wedlock because he was born when Steve Bing and Elizabeth Hurley had a fling um, back but in 2002. But Steve Bing is his biological father. Yes. And at the time, I was looking this up, at the time in 2002, the first ever mention of Damien or one of the first ever mentions of Damien when they just refer to him as the baby, basically. Elizabeth Hurley gets pregnant, ha- gives birth to Damien, and is like, oh, the father is Steve Bing. Steve Bing is like, absolutely not. You were not dating. You and I were not dating exclusively. I am not the father. I will not pay you child support. And so they had to get a paternity test done, and it was sort of m- kind of minor celebrity news in the early 2000s. And he ended up uh, losing because it turns out, yes, he is the father. And then I found out, oh, and then in 2002, they wrote this under Californian law, the baby would be due a substantial portion of Bing's fortune, and Hurley would be entitled to millions of dollars of child support until the boy was at least 18. So even then, everyone was like, this is going to be a problem in 18 years. Turns out it was, but which he is won. literally this year. The, the year yes, was which is this, this year. year. Yeah. Yes. Um, so another thing I found interesting was that this guy has been involved he's apparently like some huge player and he's not a stranger to paternity tests oh steve at the bottom of yes at the bottom of that story it said in 2002 bing is also at the center of another paternity case he is alleged to be the father of kira kirkorian for after an affair with her mother lisa bonder kirk kirkorian an 84 year old las vegas billionaire is challenging miss bonder's claim for two hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month's child maintenance claiming that bing is the father so it was two rich guys being like uh 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 no nope, so i'm bing not the father i'm not the father this other guy for 3.4 billion for invasion of yes. privacy because the other guy's like why am i paying child support if because steve bing the, the dad billionaire was steal the billionaire who didn't want to pay child support was stealing dna out of his stuff so i guess he hired someone to get dna out of his dustbin yes fuck so it got really really messy need something else to do (laughs) they're just like having sex 
denying paternity that's it's all like do doing. you have sex just so you could deny paternity like is that what the end game is it can't be is that your that. kink is your kink denying paternity <laughs> like truly like does that turn you on like when you have sex is the point just to get to the get to the court case you know yeah um, i love that he also has a million godfathers because it just says you put here hurley's godfathers yeah. include yeah. hugh grant david beckham elton john yeah. and dennis leary yeah. what are the other ones no, include. I don't know. I just, I just love that. And then there's like, Wikipedia has three different links to different places that it, that show that like the person they've mentioned is a godfather. But like Elizabeth Hurley, like, does she not know you're only supposed to give one godfather? I mean, I guess you could give like more than one, but this is too many godfathers. Or did she tell all of those celebrities individually and they thought they were the only one? And then as they were speaking in interviews, it would just come out casually and right. then the press was like, wait, wait, what, what, what? I mean, the funny thing is to connect Elizabeth Hurley to each one of these actors and think about why they would be... Uh, the godfather so it's like she worked with hugh grant in you know in film uh you know david beckham's british and so is she i guess elton john also <laughs> dennis leary they were in a movie together like she it's really just so strange no she just really loved the uh she loved rescue me <laughs> she just loves rescue me um the other thing i just thought it was funny about elizabeth hurley was that her instagram name is elizabeth hurley one can somebody not get elizabeth hurley her name without the one at the end one one and her bio is mummy Actress, model, farmer, bikini designer. <laughs> farmer. Bikini designer. Is there anything else we have to put in this thing? <laughs> anything else we want to talk about? About Damien uh, Hurley? He was in, see. he was Prince Hansel von Liechtenstein um, on the show The Royals, which I never watched, but Elizabeth Hurley starred in as the Queen she of England. The Queen of England. England. <laughs> Oh, also, like, we didn't even say, like, he's a model and he's also a thing because they look alike and he's got a very androgynous look purposefully. And so he ends up looking a lot like his mom in many, yes. many so ways. Usually, and so if you Google yeah. Damien Hurley, you will get a million articles that are like, Elizabeth Hurley and her look-alike son, Damien, like, share lunch in, like, some neighborhood in London. Like, every story is about how they look right. alike. It's sort of like Ava Philippian. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. And the other That's time it. they were in the news together, which I think we talked about on this show, but I honestly kind of forget, was when she posed with him in an Instagram photo and everyone was like, That's so inappropriate because her like boobies were out. And they were like, Her boobs are out, like so close to her son. And it's like, What? And people were mad about like that she was like too sexy in a photo with her son. Do you remember that? Yes, but wasn't it like, wasn't it like Happy Easter? Oh no, that was Happy Birthday. Didn't Elizabeth Hurley also post like a really raunchy Easter photo and everyone was like, this woman, how dare she? Yeah, I don't remember. Like, did we talk about it? Maybe it got cut. Like, I honestly don't remember. Please don't tell us. Don't like, don't make me feel old. Like, don't make me feel elderly that I like forget when we talked about this. But she was in photos with her son. Like, there's a photo of her with her son and Joan Collins, question mark. And Elizabeth <laughs> Hurley is dressed as like a sexy maid. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, she's in costume. <laughs> she's in costume. She's in costume. And um, they said people said it's not normal for a fifty-year-old woman to dress like that with her son. If you think it is, I'd have a word. And she's like actually in costume. And then there's a photo of her like with her cleavage out. Everybody was like, "Why would you flaunt your cleavage next to your son?" And it's like all this woman does is flaunt her cleavage. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's a bikini salesperson. Yes. She's a bikini designer. Her of job course, she's is to flaunt her, her, her entire Instagram. Not even Elizabeth Hurley Beach. Elizabeth Hurley One is mostly bikini God, photos. I really have to say, I love that that uh, Hugh Grant is the Godfather, and that him and Hugh Grant have like a kind of an uncle 
nephew relationship. Well, because their breakup was such a fucking mess. I know it's sweet because it involved cheating and prostitution and blah blah blah. Well, Hugh like was rehabilitated. Well, we're talking a lot about rehabilitated men, but Hugh like came around and like kind of tried to figure some some things out. It's like nice that they still have a relationship. Yeah, and also Hugh Hugh did the thing. Like, Hugh set a precedent for just powering through a scandal and, like, owning it and not making excuses. Yeah. Which is not like, wow, good for Hugh. Like, what an incredible guy. He cheated on his girlfriend. Like, oh, wow, I'm so proud of him. But he did do a thing that a lot of celebrities don't like doing, which is just weathering the storm as opposed Mm -hmm. to making excuses. And he dealt with it. He went on talk shows and everyone gave him shit. He would just laughed along with it. And right. then you know what? He made love actually and all was well. <laughs> and Bobby forgave him for all eternity. <laughs> he could murder someone and Bobby would still and forgive him. I was like, him. you are my prime minister. Um, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Wow, I'm yawning. Wait, we should leave that in. I'm yawning. Oh my God. Do you need some sleep? Did you sleep well last night? Or did you sleep too well last night? I, that's the thing is like the yawn usually means you haven't slept well. But sometimes I think the yawn means like the sleep was too bang It was too banging. Too banging. <laughs> <laughs> On your Helix mattress? My bed is like my sanctuary, as you know. And it's really because of my sheets for one, obviously my pillows for two, but mostly for my mattress. Mostly my mattress. Mm-hmm. Because my bed is like mattress. made exactly for me because I took the Helix sleep quiz and I was matched with a mattress because I, you know, I wanted something that felt the way that I wanted to feel. I think I like a medium. I sleep on my side. Yeah, I sleep on my side and my stomach. Same. But I have a, I have a, I have a mattress on the firmer side, which I love. I like But there's a, soft, a little bit of a softness to it. It's I like a softness, a soft, but I like it's also sinking firm. in. I like sinking into the mattress, you know? But that's fine. We all sleep differently. And that's why Helix has so many different mattresses to choose from. They're personalized. They're shipped straight to your door, free of charge. They offer a 100-night free trial. And they offer a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new mattress. But if you don't want to take our word for it, or many, many words for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for hooligans. Go to helixsleep.com who. That's helixsleep.com who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I'm Hilary Busis. I'm Chris Murphy. And I'm Richard Lawson. We're from Vanity Fair Still Watching Podcast. Cue up the orchestral Taylor Swift songs. Next up, we're watching Netflix's Bridgerton. Good night, Mr. Bridgerton. Do you not need a chaperone? Spinsters do not need chaperones. It's time to dip our toes into the Shondaland romantic period piece. And the stars of Bridgerton will be stopping by to spill the Regency era tea. New episodes of Still Watching drop Thursdays wherever you listen to podcasts. Who's on the cover of the new Lana Del Rey album with Lana Del Rey? Who is that guy? So when I got this call, I was like, oh, yeah, I meant to Google this because I was wondering that, too. At first, but I thought it was very Ezra- niche. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say normally we would play this here. I would be like, this is something that just we would. Oh, it's a model yeah. like moving. Yeah, on, you know? a, I was like, who cares? And why would I why would I even look that up? And then I Googled it and I was like, who is on the cover or whatever? Scrolling through not many places have anything about it. Then finally, I click one person who identifies him and his name Ladies and gentlemen, is Duke Nicholson, as mm. in the grandson of Jack Nicholson. And I was like, okay, well, now we have to talk about this. Lana would. Honestly, Lana fucking would. She's a bitch. She would. I love <laughs> the her. Amount, the amount of like 
and daddy daddy it. 60s cultural references she has in this album it's called Norman fucking Rockwell it's in yeah. the style of Liechtenstein yeah and then she has Jack Nicholson's grandson on the cover and it it's boat life just like aesthetic fart I love it so much it's just like it's just like exploded all over the page because clearly and she's so consumed new- with this that she can't help herself and it's sort of a new aesthetic for her kind of it's all sort of new, like this pop, like this pop arty well, stuff. Well, she's is sort been of new very dark Hollywood. Yes. This is bright now Hollywood. Oh, right. Now she's bright Hollywood, which you know began, I mean? which began with Lust for Life, but only sort of. Kind of. Lust she's, for Life. She's Because Lust for Life, she was just like, I'm going to smile. Remember, that was the whole Lust for Life thing. She was like, I'm smiling now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this yeah, one, yeah. she's like, oh, I'm camp. I'm fully camp and I'm right. owning I'm it. on a yacht. I'm in, I'm talking about wealth, but in a, like a kind of a laughing way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she's always been like a Malibu-esque. I mean, I think strains of this have always been around, but now she, but when she goes full, full force on imagery, she like goes full force. Because like, you know, we talked about this before, but like her video with ASAP Rocky where she's like, you know, she's Jackie O, Jackie, right? And he's, yeah. that's like a tragic American, Americana story. Mm-hmm. So this this is now like her Warhol period. <laughs> and I will also and I will also say that it sort of seems like all of her other albums seem very West Coast, but this aesthetic is extremely East Coast. Doesn't it look yeah. like an East Coast like it's a, body it's a, water? It's a vampire weekend Cape Cod Quasa Quasa yeah. version yeah. of what Lana is going for. I mean, we could talk about Lana until fucking cows come home. Yeah, she, Lana Del Rey them. Um, her new album is going to be incredible. But just the like Easter you egg notice, um, of a Nichols- of Jack Nicholson's grandson appearing on your album, like without you even pointing towards it, is just it's fucking so funny. Kiss. It was a great surprise. Did you see the um the mm-hmm. um Karen Gans tweet about? No, she was like, because the album comes out on October third. I mean August thirtieth. And she was like, wow, the August thirty first Grammys deadline is really yeah. doing a lot of work. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's smart. But also, this it's like, good. I'm a little mad at her because having a Lana album for the summer is like the goal. So we need right. to like get our Lana album in before it becomes cold or else it really doesn't but work But you know what's me. better than, a, than a, a summer Lana Del Rey album? A fall Lana Del Rey album? A late summer yeah. Lana Del Rey album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like me driving down Route 6 on Cape Cod, like listening to the new album. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. Um, So... Because, yeah, la- when Lust for Life came out, that's what we were listening to when we were on the Cape uh-huh, that week. Uh-huh. And then we listened to, remember we all sat up and listened to A Rush of Blood to the Head in full. Wasn't that fun? I mean, fun? yeah, I was there. How could but you forget? Yeah. Some Shawnee influence. The Duke, real Shawnee influence. Duke Nicholson. Duke Nicholson, he is a model. He perf- he appears on the cover of albums by some of our favorite stars. Uh, he's only been in one movie. He was in Us. I was like, who was he in Us? us? Danny, Tony. I don't remember a Danny or a Tony in that movie. Danny slash Tony. Who knows? Anyways, who can you can you give me the the family tree of Duke Nicholson? So the thing about the thing about Duke Nicholson, I don't know how super interesting this is, but I guess I didn't realize the mini forks and Jack Nicholson's like um family tree until well, the only thing i up. know about him and his love life is that he was with angelica houston for, for a million long years, time but they did not have kids together or get married right. did they right no they didn't they never got married they never had kids so i kind of always thought of jack nicholson as this just childless bachelor i completely forgot that he had kids he has five Same. of them he has five of them and the woman he was with whenever he had the 
woman who ended up being this person's father was an actress named Sandra Knight. They were married for a few years. They had a kid named, they had two kids. One of them was Jennifer Nicholson. She was born, I believe, in the mid-60s. She is Duke's mother. This isn't even interesting, is it? No, no, it's interesting. And I'm I'm looking a little bit too. What's interesting too is that Duke's actual last name is Norfleet. It's Duke Norfleet. He go, he's going by Duke Nicholson for, for some the of fun. The, for the fun. For of the it. fun. For the fun of it. Okay. Okay. Because his father is named Mark Norfleet. He has a brother named Sean Norfleet. Um, and, and so he's I like, guess, no, 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 I'm reclaiming my Nicholson. Yeah. And Mark Norfleet's kind of like also like kind of like a vague actor. Like everyone's kind of like a vague actor in this family, mm-hmm. if you notice. Like the lineage so, from Jack Nicholson is vague actors, right? No yes, one is. So his. Yeah. Jack's Jack's daughter, who is Duke's mother, tried to be an actor, but didn't work out. So she was like, I want to go into interior design and fashion design. So after she graduated from high school, graduated from college, she like tried her hand at interior decorating. There was some line in her, like a profile of her that I read where it's like, she completely redecorated Jack Nicholson's house, like in Malibu after she right. after she did something. But that may have been the end of it. Then she was like, right. no, I want to get into fashion. She did fashion for a little bit. Then she like stopped and had a family. Then after that was all sort of when she had grown up a little bit more, she got back into fashion. Mm -hmm. She had a store in Venice for a little bit, as in Venice Beach, uh, not Italy. Uh, It has since shut down. Okay, now it's boring. (laughs) How perfect is it that his name is Duke Nicholson? I also was like, I kept searching like and Anna Sophia Robb kept coming out. But that's because Anna Sophia Robb and Lorraine Nicholson were in a movie together called Soul Surfer. I was like, is she also related to Jack Nicholson? No. Is Soul Surfer together. the one about the one, the surfer who had her like foot chopped off? I think so. Hand chopped up? Appendage no, chopped off. No, because it came off. out in 2011. That's not as old of a story, is it? Bethany Hamilton, you're right. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. It's about the Bethany Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, because the poster is yeah. the is the surfboard with the bite with in, the bite it. in <laughs> it. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I was just calling because is Maggie Hall? Uh, them with who tendencies. I need to know, just also because Bobby said that's who he'd slide into her DMs, and I just had a funny story about one time on New Year's Eve, my friend, we were in Sun Valley, Idaho, and my friends forgot to buy tickets to a New Year's party, so I pretended to be Maggie Gyllenhaal's assistant and said she was flying in, and uh, they comped all five of my friends' free tickets just because Maggie Gyllenhaal was coming, so... Please discuss, but that works every time. If you ever need a reservation, just say that Maggie Gyllenhaal is joining and they'll get excited because maybe Jake will come. But when Maggie doesn't show up, like, she's not that exciting, so they just won't care, and then you get the reservation. Crunch, crunch. Wait, that is so fucking I'm obsessed with this genius. call. It's incredible. I'm going to so do that. I was wondering, the reason I wanted to play it is, Lindsay, can you think of like another celebrity on that specific Maggie Gyllenhaal level that would work? As in like, I'm here with my client. I'm here for my boss. I'm I'm ex's assistant. How about like Solange? Like you think Beyonce might show up? Oh, Solange. Sol- no, mm, Solange, people wouldn't know. You couldn't, sur- Solange wouldn't surprise you. Solange would make preparations in advance, I think, right? I don't know. How about, you're, are you thinking of celebrities who've like related to or married to ser- famous or people that they would like take a risk letting you in? Related the- to, married to, associated with. How about, how about um, um, Oprah's friend Gail? Gail. 
Oh, I'm Gail, Gail because I feel like Gail's, Gail's pretty low key. I feel like Gail wouldn't cause a fuss. Oh, like, I'm I'm actually with uh, Gail King. Yeah, she might be coming by. And th- but if she doesn't come by, like, it's like, okay, whatever. Oh, my God. That's good. Gail King's good. But I think Maggie Gyllenhaal might just be the winner. I mean, it's it is the, the point he makes that if she doesn't come, no one notices or cares is the point is is yes. the point here. Yes. It's like that is the point. And then later on, some PR person's like, wasn't Maggie Gyllenhaal supposed to come? And everyone's like, what? Who? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Jake. It's fine. We all got to start doing this Maggie Gyllenhaal move. No, we it's can't. Really because good. Then be on to, we can't all do it. Page six is like a bunch of people have been claiming to be Maggie Gyllenhaal's assistants. All over the country, all over the country. We got listeners all over the country. They're all going to do it. We're going to do with the Maggie Gyllenhaal move in Des Moines, the Maggie Gyllenhaal move in Austin, the Maggie Gyllenhaal move in Minneapolis. It's a movement. Okay. The Maggie Gyllenhaal movement. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who are them? Maggie Gyllenhaal, who are them? Oh. Isn't that what this was about? Oh, no, this was yeah. a question. Oh, well, th- just a question. We could answer it. We could answer it. Maggie Gyllenhaal, who are them? Them? <sighs> Who? I think them. Them. I mean, I think them this, mostly because of the name. I think this is a name. thing where the personal bias is going to really over overturn our absolutely like, a them like, to me. Well, sure, but I think even if you recognize that it's you who says it's a them, that you still under there's still like a bi- there's still a bias. It's hard to like break away from that. I yeah. do think the last name is a lot, and I do think that because she's married to Sarsgaard, it helps. And even Sarsgaard. But Sarsgaard, I would say, is lower on the totem pole than he Maggie is, Gyllenhaal. but it still bumps up Maggie. Combined, their forces are stronger. Also, name another famous Maggie that's not Maggie Smith. We don't have a lot of them. Maggie, I don't know why I've ever... Maggie, I don't know why I'm bringing up this. I never bring up this point, but... Name another famous Maggie. 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 That's it. Maggie Smith, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie that's for it. the Simpsons. That's true. Just saying. Can't forget the classic film, Sherry Baby. I'm kidding. And with that, we are done. Thank you for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. The Patreons are getting a very special um, movie bonus track episode. So if you are interested in hearing that, it's going to be for our favorite film, You've Got Mail. So if you're interested in hearing that, go subscribe. Yeah, go subscribe. And what else? What else? What else? Happy August. What else is there to say? Nothing is there anything else? There any I other? cannot wait to turn my air conditioner back on. I'm Ooh, loving it. Oh, it's hot it. in here. It it's is getting hot. hot in here. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, Ron Lynn calling from the LA Times where I cover earthquakes and one of my new bosses, Shawnee Hilton, thought I should weigh in on the whole, like, what earthquakes are thems? And I heard the person who was all like, hey, don't forget about the new Madrid uh, fault system in St. Louis uh, around that area and come on. I mean, the only fault out there that's a them fault is the San Andreas. I was just in South Africa earlier this month, and a person started randomly talking about the San Andreas. And so if people on different continents, if the one fault they can think of is the San Andreas, that's a them fault. I mean, and think about it, too. Like, the San Andreas is probably the one that's the most famous around the world. It's close to two major cities, San Francisco and L.A., basically destroyed San Francisco in 1906. And that destruction helped fuel the growth of L.A. It's a long fault. It's 800 miles and that's what makes it so dangerous and capable of going in a magnitude 8 event. And it's also getting stressed so much faster than California than any other California faults. 
that there's decent odds of Southern California getting hit by a big quake in their lifetime. So don't second-guess yourself, guys. Um, there's also candidates, there's always candidates for a new WHO fault, though. Like one of you said, if the Cascadia fault goes off, off the coast of Washington and Oregon in a magnitude 9 event, the nightmare tsunami will that make, will make that a WHO fault. 